Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the daily chronological Bible reading of September the 10th, day 253. We read of the angel's revelation to Daniel about the near and distant conflicts that will and did occur. Dr. John MacArthur points out that, quote, the details of this history is so minute and accurate, so confirmed by history, that unbelieving critics have, without evidence, insisted that it was actually written 400 years later than Daniel, end quote. Reference the MacArthur Bible Commentary, page 964. I am not an authority on the subject, but I would like to point out six things that I noticed. One, like the Apostle Paul's conversion experience on the road to Damascus, Daniel's companions did not see the vision, but did hide in fear. Two, the wise will be cleansed and refined through persecution and martyrdom. Three, at the time of history's greatest anguish, God will rescue the saved. Four, Daniel was promised a glorious resurrection. Five, the people missed out on God's blessing because they were more interested in building their own homes than they were in building the temple. And finally, six, when the people began to obey, God enabled them to work with enthusiasm. September the 11th, day 254. We read the prophecies of Haggai and Zechariah about the reestablishment of the temple in Jerusalem as the recognized location of the Lord's presence. God assured the people that He is for them and with them. They still have unconfessed sins and are in need of purging, especially of their newly acquired sin of loving luxury, an experience that they enjoyed while living in Babylon. Also, they continued to struggle with syncretism, that is, to act holy at the temple, but to act unholy everywhere else. The lamps represent the eyes of the Lord, from which nothing can be hidden. Finally, the reading ended with God's curse on willful sinners, the foretelling of the setup of the final evil system of power and commerce, that is, the Babylon of Revelation, that will be destroyed at Jesus' second coming. Reference Dr. MacArthur's Bible Commentary, pages 1059 and 1060, September the 12th, day 255. We read about Zechariah's prophecies of how God will deal with the pagan nations before the arrival of the Messianic kingdom. The crowning of the branch is a symbol of the future kingship of Jesus. Persian governor Tatnai challenged the Jewish rebuilding of the temple by attempting to tattle to King Darius. The king researched and concluded that the work was indeed sanctioned by King Cyrus. Darius, in an apparent attempt to appease all the gods of the nations that the Babylonians had conquered, decreed that Tatnai not oppose the building and in addition to use the taxes that he had collected to pay the full cost of the construction. The question arose in Judah about whether or not the Jews should continue to fast and mourn over the destruction of the old temple. God replied that he never called for that fast and that he would rather that the people obey his laws of justice, mercy, love, and truth. Compare this message with Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12 and Micah chapter 6 verse 8. September the 13th, day 256. We read about God's judgment against Israel's enemies, the inhabitants of the island city of Tyre, who had fled the destruction of their mainland city by Nebuchadnezzar, 
thought that their fortress was impenetrable because it was only accessible by boat and its walls were up to 150 feet tall in some places. Assyria besieged it for five years and Babylon tried for 13 years and both failed. But then Alexander the Great destroyed it in seven months by taking all the rubble of the mainland to create a half mile long land bridge that led out to the island. In the path of all his destruction, Alexander the Great did not molest Israel because God promised to protect her. Zechariah prophesied that God would separate the good and evil shepherds of his people. There are many detailed prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, including his crucifixion and the cheap price of his betrayal. God will alter the geography of the land so that his people will not be hindered by anything from coming to live in his millennial kingdom. An east-west valley will be formed by the mountains moving northward and southward, allowing for water to flow out of Jerusalem in two directions, one towards the Dead Sea and the other towards the Mediterranean Sea. Finally, there will be only one religion in the world during Jesus' millennial reign. September the 14th, day 257. We read that the Jews celebrated their first Passover in the new Second Temple. Next began the historical account of the Jewess Esther. For her beauty and grace, Esther was chosen to replace the disposed proud Queen Vashti. Because Mordecai stayed close to the harem out of his patriarchal love for Esther, he was able to learn of and thwart an assassination plot that was developing within the king's own guards. Meanwhile, the king promoted Haman as the most powerful official under himself. Yet because of his Jewish faith, Mordecai refused to bow to him. Haman's resentment is understandable, but his desire to wipe out all the Jews was more diabolical than just simple revenge on one man. Mordecai mourned and fasted despite Esther's encouragements. He communicated to her that even she would not be spared from Haman's plan and that she should consider that she was given this unique position for an heroic reason for, quote, such a time as this, end quote. While the book makes no overt mention of God or his law, there is an underlying understanding that God is in control of the affairs of all, especially the Jewish people. Esther made a decision to approach the king without an invitation, a choice that could have been her last one if he had failed to hold out his scepter toward her. September the 15th, day 258. We read the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, about the turn of events that were planned for the destruction of the Jews. Haman's pride led him to his own destruction and that of his ten sons, Certainly, he was unaware of the powerful result of the Jews petitioning God with prayer and fasting. On the third day of the fast, Esther arranged a lunch date with the king and Haman. After the exhilarating event, Haman, who should have been elated, rather went home sulking because one poor old man would not bow in trembling fear of him as he walked by. His family suggested that Haman impale Mordecai on a tall pole. Then Haman returned to the palace for another lunch date with the royal couple. But this time Queen Esther proved her persuasive effectiveness by exposing Haman's evil plot against her innocent people. The king in his rage ordered Haman's execution on the very poles that he had erected for Mordecai. 
Then King Xerxes added a new law allowing the Jews to defend themselves against Haman's planned genocide. Mordecai was exalted to prime minister and the Jews were able to destroy their attacking enemies. The victory is celebrated annually through the Festival of Purim. This is, quote, the first and last biblically revealed non-Mosaic festival with perpetual significance, end quote, Dr. John MacArthur in his Bible commentary, page 561. September the 16th, day 259. We read that a renewed attack on the rebuilding of Jerusalem was initiated by three enemies who wrote a letter to King Artaxerxes of Persia to remind him that the Jews had a history of rebellion against all their oppressors with the intent on forcing them to stop working. He investigated the report, agreed, and wrote that the work should cease forever until he changed his mind. Then many years later, Ezra came on the scene with King Artaxerxes' approval, financial support, and legal authority to finish the work. The king even said that anyone who refused to obey the laws of the God of heaven would suffer death, banishment, or loss of property. Ezra was a gifted administrator and organizer. He gathered the priests together and discovered that there were no Levites present. He asked the leaders to send some, and so they did. With God's protection, Ezra's entourage of workers and all their money arrived safely from Babylon to Jerusalem to resume the rebuilding of the city. Ezra was careful to give God the credit for his hand of protection. This ends this week's summary of daily Bible readings. My next episode will pick up on September the 17th, day 260. I look forward to your visit then. May the Lord bless you.